obedient, my little deviant. Together we will find the right ingredient. We will serve a goo that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is the spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every This episode is sponsored by uh, Mr. Leo for donating to the Pick a Movie tier on patreon.com slash horsesoup. He picked this movie called uh, The Platform from 2019. Wow. I'm going to say the tagline for it is I can't shit upwards. Um, I thought the film was actually a good film, which is frightening to say. In other words, I expected it to be like more cheesy material. I mean, there's some things we're going to talk about that were disturbing in the film that, that, like, men everywhere would be disturbed by. And wiener dogs. Yeah, that was a sad story. That's a sad outcome. Now, because you know how we do it here, I would like to formally introduce my guest that's already been talking that I didn't introduce. The oh, fabulous so writer of Troma's iconic Class of Newcomb High soundtrack, the writer of the Soundtrack to Scream podcast, and all around badass. badass. Ethan Hurt. Hey guys, how are you? I'm so sorry that I spoke before I was permitted to. No, stop, stop talking. Guys, so I would like to formally introduce Ethan Hurt, the writer of Troma's iconic Class of Newcomb High soundtrack, the writer of the soundtrack to Scream Podcast, and all around. Ethan Hurt, Ethan Hurt, talk a second time. Yo, 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 yo. No, I didn't say talk. I, oh, oh, yeah, talk, oh. talk, talk. Go ahead, talk. Okay, I'm talking. Hello. How are you? Yeah, say whatever you thank want. You for, thank you for having me on your show. I feel like um, somewhere between, uh, I don't know, an interrupting elephant and a frog that's hung like a horse. You know... <laughs> I really, I really love frogs, especially when they have ginormous penises. Those are my favorite kind of frogs. Anyway, thank you. It's good to be here. And I was talking a lot before all this. We had some good conversations. Uh, my friend's this. mug, dollar a piece. Yeah, he, he has a friend's mug that he got for a dollar. I think it's, I think he's doing well. It's a big mug. It can hold a lot of tea or coffee. I, I personally measure success by the size of mugs. And I think that Ethan is at the top of the game right now due to this mug. Oh, yeah. Due to this oh, mug. Oh, yeah. Friends. Yeah. Exactly. What kind of tea you got in there? Uh, I actually have Earl Grey from my days in, in Europe, in England. Oh. I got very hooked on a spot of tea. Spot of tea, eh? Um, a I little, have a broody spot of tea. A little bit of crumpet, huh? Yeah, a little bit of crumpet and uh, a couple of biscuits, maybe. Oh, just a, just a tad bit of biscuits. Uh, and then, you know, I was all over that area in uh, Ireland and Scotland, the whole UK. Tell, tell us a little bit about your about your trips over over terrains, over different terrains. Back in 82, I had a hit record there. 
I actually it, nobody probably that's listening to this podcast. Uh, I had a it was a thing it was a thing on TV called Fame on NBC. Okay, like Fame, like Scream, yeah. <laughs> like Scream, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I had a hit record there. I had a number one record there for fourteen weeks on the UK charts. So I spent a lot of time there, and um, I was in high school when it happened to me. So I was like seventeen, and then uh, I went from begging like like girls in my grade to go out on a date with me yeah to like having college girls like in their fourth year of college picking me up at my mother's house and i toured and then after that i wrote i wrote for newcomb high i you know that newcomb high is really my second kind of thing that i did in my career what do you think you get recognized more for like nowadays honestly i do two interviews a year for fame believe it or not because they're if you look it up online fame and the kids from fame is like and believe me, like the song I wrote was like this romantic thing. It's like I listened to that song actually. Oh, you did. You heard <laughs> "Be My Music"? Yeah, it's it's kind of like you know, like like men manscaping and doing exercises in the nude together. Which is something that me and Ethan did right before the the recording of this we episode. Did. We did. It was good bonding. It was a a male bonding stretching thing. Yeah, guys. We stretch. Like, it, it's it's a casual thing, you know. It's just. It's all gravy down here in the hole, buddy. Each of us need to attend a psychiatrist's care after our experience together. But that being said... Agreed. That's how I started out. I started out as a songwriter and a singer. I toured extensively in Europe, and uh, I've done some movies and things like that. I did a film called Cicada. I don't know if you saw... Did you see that? No, it's I a, didn't. What's, what's that one? It's about giant cicadas. It just came out, like, last year. You did a uh, movie last year? Yeah, I did a movie last year, and and I did the uh, title track for it called Jerk Bitches. I listened to Jerk Bitches. That was for Cicada? That's for Cicada. (laughs) I was wondering what that was for. It's about giant cicadas. Does the song kind of go like, jerk bitches? Oh, the jerk bitches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and it's all about the internet. Like... Oh shit! <laughs> you know it's all about like masturbation. It's a masturbation song. Oh, so guys, go check out Cicada, the masturbation movie. That that's perfect. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and talk about this movie, The Platform, from 2019. <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it because we could talk. We could talk about this shit for about like three weeks. Talking about this movie is talking about the same stuff we're talking about right now. I did like the Vietnamese woman in the film, though. I would have dated her if she was cleaned up and showered. Well, I guess some of them kind of showered in the sink, right? Oh, that was a that they had a good they had, a, they had good plumbing in the film. Surprising for like what like three hundred levels? Three hundred and thirty three levels. See, I actually watched the film, by the way. The Devil's Floor, like they didn't want to make it unrealistic, going down to six six six, so they do half of it, right? My only criticism is is that they should have done three two two. Why is that? Okay, because Skull and Crossbones at Yale University, mm-hmm. the the, na- the number over the door of that insane uh, fraternity is three two two. That's like smart people stuff. And you know who you know who passed away today? You heard right? Jeopardy's not in a good place right now. <laughs> shout out to to Alex Trebek. There you go, dude. That was a perfect shout out. Oh, it, he. There he is. Wow. He's, he's, he, Alex is in the room Ale- with us. He's thanking Alex. me. Alex. I got the daily double would you like, just now. Okay. Would you like to say anything? He says, okay, okay, I'm on the Ouija board. Okay. Yeah. J, E, 
Oh, oh, we know you're on Jeopardy, dude. We already knew. He's just telling. Uh, he's he doesn't have much to say. I don't think. I think he he's doing fine now. You know, he doesn't have to deal with press and people like annoying him. He he's doing. He do, rest in peace, Alex. Hell of a nice guy, man. Without question. You ever meet him? No, never met him. Not one of the people I've met, and he wasn't even interested in me. Let's talk about the yes. platform. We got we got the. I think we got some good stuff going on now. So, this kind of starts out in, like, a fish factory, and it kind of reminded me of, uh, Ethan, have you ever seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. It kind of reminded me of that Always Sunny episode where, uh, you know, they have that fish warehouse, like, across the street, and they're like, they're fucking, they're fucking our our shit up, man, they're ruining everything, so they send D in to infiltrate the fish factory? Yes. I thought it was going to be something like that. But I guess I was kind of wrong. It's just a like a a food warehouse in general, I guess. That's just, there's just heavy emphasis on fish. And then after we get finished hanging out at this uh, fish emporium, this curly haired dude uh, wakes up on like you know this this rock bed in a prison cell directly across um like L- Mexican Lou Pearlman. Yes, but he wasn't looking to be his brother. No, he didn't want to be his brother. Uh, it was more like a I guess a cannibal kind of thing. Yes, he wanted to be his escargot. But also his mentor. Right, his mentor of death. This character is very interesting because at first, (laughs) when this movie starts, I assume that this guy and this fat dude are going to be, like, together this entire movie. Like, I thought that was just going to be the whole movie, just them in this cell together. But he kind of leaves pretty early on, and then he comes back in spirit for the rest of the movie. Yeah, and his spirit is more frightening than... Than who he was in real life. I don't know about that. Well, you thought he was nicer as a spirit? I kind of thought he was nicer as a spirit. I feel like he... Like more like like a like a sensei, like a teacher. Exactly, exactly. He was like he was like Yoda when Yoda dies, but he still comes like, you know, still comes to give you some lessons. Or like Obi-Wan. So it was kind of like a Luke Pearlman Yoda. Yeah, yeah. A Luke... Uh, a Yoda that, that may have tried to like rape or eat you at some point. A fat fuck... Lou Pearlman Yoda. Yeah, like the the worst Yoda you can think of, but definitely a type of Yoda. <laughs> it, very yeah. beginning of this, I got like five minutes through this movie, and I had to rewind because I was fucking astonished. Like I was, I was so baffled by what was going on. Because first of all, like you rewound. Yeah, I was confused. Like it's it's a foreign movie. And the dubbing on, on, like, over these people talking is fucking insane. Okay, I do have a question to ask you. Did you watch this with subtitles? No, of course not. <laughs> I watched it, I watched it like, like a man. <laughs> no. See, Ethan, this is where you're wrong. But what subtitles? And I didn't need subtitles. I thought, I thought the dubbing was pretty good. Here's the thing. It's a Spanish movie, so the subtitle, the subtitle, you don't always get this. But in this, the subtitles were, I believe, true to what they were actually saying in the regular cut of this movie. Oh my god. And it was different? Completely different. The dialogue was like, it, they were still saying like generally the same stuff, but like the yeah. demeanor and the shit they said was so fucking different. Were we watching two separate fucking movies? Are we are we reviewing two movies right now? Only a little, only with the weird um, just dubbing, like because, I don't know, like it was very weird in general. Like the shit they were saying was astonishing and and seeing the subtitles right under it and them saying like two completely different things i only wrote a few specific quotes down yeah i want to hear that because i didn't see that okay so let me see i have one of them right here um 
Yeah. The guy says, like, in the dubbing, he goes, move away. Go back over there, will you? You know, like, when they're first meeting each other and he goes over to yes, his side yes. to try to shake his hand. So the fat guy's like, move away. Go back over there, will you? And the subtitle said, please stay on your side of the hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's very different. Yeah, and early on, that's when I was like, okay, there is a huge language barrier between me and this movie right now. Holy shit. (laughs) So moving on, so that was your initial... That was my initial reaction to this movie. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I... I, I know that I can hear what's happening because this is obviously what's dubbed. going on? What's going on? I just I was just very confused because I was like, okay, I don't know how much this language barrier is going to affect me, and I almost wanted to turn the subtitles off, but I was like, I don't think I can because I already know that this is different now, and I think I just need to see how this plays out. And I did this thing where I was listening to them, but also looking at the subtitles and trying to figure out like what was different the whole fucking time. Give me another one. Give me another one from the film. I don't know if I have that many more. Let me see. Oh, if Do you have one more? As we go through, I'll probably find some more. Okay, I might have okay. some more or I might remember some shit. But I stopped, to be honest, I did stop paying attention to the subtitles after a while because it was like everything was pretty similar. You know, like in terms of that one, the move away, go back over there, will you? And, you know, please stay on your side of the hole. They're obviously very different, but they still get the same point across. So I kind of did that, you know. What, what what was your feeling about that the scene in the film um, when there was a very, very large table? They have a dream. The guy has a dream, and there's a very large table of corn. There was a table of corn? What was your, what was your, yeah, what was your feeling about the corn in the film? Wait, what corn? There was a lot of corn. There was a lot of corn. On the table? There was, there was, a, there, there was like, a, there was like, a, it was a stack of corn. I'm not going to lie, after, like, the first time they took that fucking table down, I didn't want to look at it anymore, because the first... There was a stack of corn, and, and there was a pilgrim with pilgrim shoes. Oh, shut the shoes. fuck up, Ethan. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up, you asshole. You know what? I get enough of this on my other fucking shows. I don't, I don't fucking... I don't, I don't need this bullshit right now, okay? I, I, don't, I don't need this corn pilgrim bullshit And, right and you had... You ate... You literally just ate corn. You oh, did. You literally... Off. But if but if we snuggle with our shirts off, everything will be okay. I, I get in, the, in this habit of inviting people on my show. They just they just disrespect me. They attack me. They don't they don't respect this 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 concise show that I'm doing. It's a good show, man. It's a great show. All right. But I, I have to tell you, I I just know what I had a dream. I was dreaming about corn. I had to share that with the. All right. So let's talk about this fat guy. This okay. This guy is kind of a mix in between. You watch Breaking Bad, right? Of course. Oh, so you know the show. you know the old guy, um, Tuco's grandfather or like father or yes. whatever, uh, with the bell and yes. the wheelchair. Yes. You ever seen the Disney movie Up? Yes, of course. The old guy. Okay, so he's a he's a mix of those two old guys, except that's the second one without the glasses, you know. And then also kind of uh, Vic Diaz. You know who Vic Diaz is? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I think he's a mix of all three of those kind of together. Like if they had a baby? If they had a baby, that's what this yeah. guy would be. And then, you know what? Maybe a little bit back to Always Sunny, a little bit of Frank, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, you you, you really, you're like a, you're, you're like a, a geneticist. Not only a talk show host, but a geneticist. You really, no, you, you put things together. I've been listening to your, to your stuff. In the very beginning of this movie, I was 
so ready to just like never watch it again and turn it off. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> this is it's a giant. It's a it's a mukbang in in prison. Yeah, I'd say it was a disturb. It was pretty disturbing. It was. And when that table comes down the first time, there's no fucking yeah. corn on it, you piece of shit. It's, um... I know, I know. There's a bunch of food that's obviously, like, half-eaten. And at first I thought I was going crazy. I was like, okay, is that just a feast of food? Like, they're just feasting down here? I don't get what the bad part of this prison is. And then, um, he points it out. He's like, oh, that food's all, like... It looks like it's leftovers, like it's been eaten. I'm like, oh, okay, so that is what's happening here. Oh, P.S. He was on. He was on uh, floor thirty. Uh, forty-eight. I was gonna ask that. I couldn't remember what the first floor was. Forty-eight. Forty-eight was the first. Okay, so then on floor forty-eight, and I guess we'll kind of explain what the floors are. In a, you know what? Let's go ahead and explain them now. So pretty much, they're on these levels. Is like, it's just a giant stone complex with just levels going down and down and down, and like we said earlier, down until like level uh, three thirty-three. Three thirty-three. And when this guy first wakes up, like, pretty much they all get sent here by applying, I think, for the most part, right? Or some people get actually sent here because didn't the guy, like, kill someone or no, something? No, no, people, people, that, people that cause crimes get sent there. Okay. And then there are some people who are just so mentally fucked up that they say, oh, you know, I, I want to quit smoking. Let me uh, check myself into this insane asylum for six months. That was his specs. That's his backstory. Yeah, he was quitting smoking. I remember that, but was that really his whole reason just for going? Yeah, there? that was his whole ridiculous, lame fucking reason. Like, are you kidding me? No, like get a fucking vape, dude. Try some other things first. Like, why would you go to prison? Yeah, that's kind of right? ridiculous. Like, vape it. Fucking vape it. Well, I don't. I think vaping sucks too. Honestly, we don't. We don't know if it's better for us, really. But at the same time, I don't think with what. Wh- why would you... I, I What I do really want to know is what are they telling these people that they're going to? I think the people know... I, no, I don't think they know where they're going. They don't know exactly where they're going for sure. Yeah, it's fucked up. Like, why would you go somewhere and not know where you were going? Like, at least when you go to a penitentiary, and I'm speaking from experience, at least when you go to a penitentiary, you know where you're going. You know that it sucks. You know you're going to get a little toilet and a little sink... They got a pretty good... They, they had good plumbing here. They, the plumbing... I'm going to tell you something. The plumbing in this movie is some of the best I've ever seen in a film. I've never seen plumbing like this before. It's, it's true, man. That's my biggest takeaway. I think we can end the episode now. We're good now, right? The plumbing? <laughs> the plumbing. Yeah, there's all these levels, and pretty much they they pass out, and then they wake up like every at the end of every month in a different level, and based off of the level they're in, it's all about... This whole movie is just about food and about, like, being able to eat and survive. It's just about survival. So this food, like, go, comes down to them, but the way the level works, the lower level that you are, the less food you get because level one, they get the first grab at the food. They take whatever the fuck they want. Level two takes whatever the fuck they want. Three does. Down all the way to 48. So when they get to 48, they have, like, a decent amount of food, you know, but not, not a ton. And uh, that's basically the dynamic of this. He says they have to eat, and then the guy gets fucking pissed. He starts, like, yelling, and he's like, oh, we got to tell the people below us to ration stuff. And he's like, yeah, that doesn't make fucking sense. They're below. It doesn't matter. And he's like, we have to tell the people above. And he's like, well, they don't fucking care because they're above. So that's the whole dynamic of this movie. Yeah, yeah, but hold on, hold on. It should be said that, that on level zero is where the food is put on this on this elevator that goes down, that they... 
feast off of. Yes, that's a very good point, too. There's, like, very fancy, high-class chefs up there. Like, really, this is top-of-the-line food. Yes. So when you, when you come into this prison, you're asked, what's your favorite food, by the way? So I'm assuming they put every single person's favorite food on there. Right. Okay, but if you're at level 333, you're already... There's no food left. There's glass and, like, trays left. Yes. Like, you got to explain, like, literally as you go down, you you don't get as much food. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like they, they all get their grabs, they take the food, they're not... Pretty much the whole thing is they're not rationing it, so not everyone is getting to eat. It's like, it's kind of like what the world has become, sort of, like a metaphor. Like, I'm going to take everything I fucking can... And fuck you. So like you know, like like when the when, when this whole thing started with with COVID, like everybody ran and said, "We fucking need toilet paper, man." I'm having a fucking toilet paper Jones. Yeah, I need toilet paper. Like we needed toilet paper more than we needed like alcohol. Do you know what I mean? So some some people got like 500 rolls and some people got none. I mean, it's it's a social commentary on stuff like that, and then also for like you know, obviously like. At the very top, in this movie specifically, it's these rich people that are like, you know, succumb to... There's some really weird cutscenes in this, too, which I, we're going to talk mm-hmm. a lot about uh, that fancy dish that they have. What was it? A, a parakeet masseuse or a parakeet masseuse or something? You, you mean the fancy... You mean the, the dessert kind of looking thing? Yeah, the parakeet masseuse. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, they put... Yeah, yeah, that thing. I don't know what the fuck that is. It's a French <laughs> fucking thing or... <laughs> Yeah, it's some weird fucking dish. Was this a French film? Because they're they have like they're talking about a lot of French stuff in here, but I read that it was a Spanish film, so that confuses me. Well, maybe maybe they're confused as well. I think they are confused. I don't know how to pronounce anything, so I wouldn't know either way. Escargot. I don't know. We both went to different different uh, Spanish uh, French schools. Um. So what I wanted to just point out was the top floor is zero, right? Yes. Oh yeah. That's what I forgot to say. <laughs> Pretty much the top is, it's an allegory for like the rich people being at the top and hoarding everything. But I guess they're, they're also kind of not because they're kind of like, they're handing it out, but they know they're not handing out enough. Like they're just doing some of their part, I guess, is a kind of an allegory for that. Yeah. They're doing, so, it's like, it's like when a, when a billionaire like, uh, does some charity and they, they like, they donate like uh, $10,000 when they have like $5 billion or something. It's Trillion. like, oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know if you did that much. Anyway. Anyway. So we, we, we're going down the floors. I think we did see the sixth floor in the film. We didn't see anything above six. Uh, we saw people in five, but really, I want to start out talking about, um, I, I don't, I know I know this is kind of a social commentary and it's probably important to people and whatnot, but I kinda wanna talk yeah. about the about the naked aerobics and the um and the and the and the shitting and stuff like that a little bit more because I think that's Well, where, let's go on. Let's go that's something you like to talk about. Let's do it. I think that's where this movie hits its 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 stride. Well listen to me. I, I my only my only the only negative I say about the film is that they didn't do more of the aerobics. Like I thought the film could have been more naked male aerobics. I really thought there would have been really like the way it started. Yeah. Like kind of like, did you see Midnight Express? Did you ever see that film? You didn't see it. Like you weren't born. A lot of naked aerobics. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. There was like, there was like naked, like male prison, like uh, Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Tai Chi. Got it. Got yeah, it. Shit. Shit that like you and I would absolutely never fucking do if we like hung out. Like, we would never fucking do it. I don't know that. Oh, come on. Even if we were in a prison scene, 
Never. Never in a million years. I don't know that. So, anyway. So anyway. <laughs> anyway. The the old yeah. guy, he starts like, uh, they start having these conversations, kind of feeling each other out. And he's just like, hey, you know, uh, why why can't I talk to these people below me? And he's like, because they're below. And why can't you talk to those above? Because they know that you're below. Above. No, cause it's because yeah, they true. know that you're below. <laughs> Right, right, right. And then, uh, which sad, but also funny. So um, the old guy gets mad. He's like, you know what? I've given you too much information now, and you've given me nothing in return. And this isn't fair. And I'm like, wait, is this like a, why why are you arguing this? Like, why? I I really didn't get why it was like, I can't tell you stuff. Oh, Caleb, you have to talk about that you're allowed to take one thing in with you. Yeah, so every single person that goes in there is allowed to take one person in with them. And and it's weird for me that that's also, like, for the prison people. Like, if they were all... That's why I thought that they all applied to be in there, because I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Maybe they're telling them they're going to, like, some deserted island or maybe some deserted island with one person. Like, some kind of scenario like that. I don't think they think they're going to a deserted island, but you know those deserted island scenarios where they're like, you can only take one thing or something? They Let me tell you something. My gut feeling on this, they, they know that they're going to a shit place. They don't think it's a desert island. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they think they're going to a desert island. I think it's a desert island-like scenario. I don't think they know that they're going to a, oh, I to see a your prison, point. I see per your point. se. I think they think they're going to some weird prison-esque kind of thing. I feel like they almost think it's like, they think it's an experiment, which it is, but they don't realize how yes. brutal it is. They just think it's like, oh, I'm doing some experiment, whatever, I'll try this. Right, and you could take one item with you. Yeah. So the, the the hero of the story takes a book. Yes. With him, Don Quixote. Yeah. And the guy and the lover and his Lou Pearlman character takes a, a Ginsu knife. No, he takes what is he called? Like a samurai pro? That's like a self sharpening knife. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a commercial you would do on this show, like the Samurai Plus. It sharpens sharpens as you use it. I think you're I think you're getting the feel for the show wrong. That's more Billy Mays. I understand. So he takes a so he takes a book and he and the other guy takes a knife, which makes sense. Yeah, which kind of make but also that's where I'm confused. I don't know exactly what they're telling them that they're going to do because I'm like why would one of them take a book and another person would take a knife? I feel like they're being told either different things or just very non they're not they have no fucking clue what they're doing. That's what I'm getting at. They have no clue what they're doing, but they don't think it's good. I almost feel like they kind of think it is. Yeah, but I get the feeling that that the Perlman dude, okay, the fat Perlman dude, did something really bad to be sent there, whereas this guy voluntarily went in. Well, didn't he tell us what he did? He dropped a TV. He killed somebody. He, dropped a, he said he threw a TV out a window and it landed on a... Because I forgot, this is an American movie. They said it... No, he said it landed on a French... A French immigrant. Oh, see, so what is, what is with all the French stuff in this? Do they just really I'm not I'm bullshitting like, you. I don't think it's a French immigrant. It could be. So he drops the TV on this or whatever. And then um, I guess that's why he ended up in jail and he chose to bring his super swifter, like, self-sharpening samurai knife with him. Right. Right. It's a weird dynamic, but okay. Let's talk about the the masturbation stuff. So um, he's he's not he's he decides he's not talking to him for a little while, and then a couple of lights go on, and then Goring is like, "That light is red, and that light is green. See, I told you stuff. I gave you information. Now tell me stuff." 
And then the fucking giant food table gets sent down with, like, all this half-eaten food. And the fat man, he's, this is when he starts saying, obviously, like, over and over again. And then he starts eating. And the dubbing is so weird because he's like, are you stupid? And, like, I actually, on your side of the dubbing, you probably had no idea what he was saying at first. But on mine, it was like, he was saying, like, are you stupid? Of course this is happening. Obviously. But in, then in the, in the English dub, he was just like, Well, I was having, like, PTSD when he was talking. Because he was going, oh, he just—he he sounded like I don't know. It, I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna say who he sounded like. Anyway, but that's a very interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. All I know is that that our, that that the the hero of the movie didn't fucking eat for like two days. Like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like, oh, I'm not. He said he said I'm not gonna eat today. Are you kidding me? Oh, so you're calling uh, Crayola the, the, the main... Goring, Goring. Whatever. You're calling him the hero of the movie? Yeah, I think he's the hero. Because I think, I think, I think the little girl... I think, I think Barat was the hero of the movie. Oh, oh the, big, the guy with the samurai sword. Uh, well, he, he took the samurai sword. But he, the, the big black guy. Yeah, the, yeah, he was a hero. I thought he was the fucking hero, dude. Like, from, like, I feel like he was so pure... Like every way through, and then I feel like Crayola kind of lost me a few times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he went. Crayola went between good and evil. Yeah, I don't think he was completely good. I think I think uh, Barat was the real hero of this movie. All right, so Barat's the hero. So I'm just. I, we haven't even mentioned Barat yet. Beside this, but I still am gonna go ahead and say he's the hero. Just say Barat. Say Barat. Just say the word Barat. Barat. There we go. We're good. I think we're doing good now. All right. Good. Um, <laughs> Did you want to say anything else about Gregola being the hero? Goring, his name is. What Goring. fucking ever, dude? Crayola Goring. Same thing. So, no, I didn't want to say anything else. I thought, I thought he, you're right, he was only a hero sometimes. Yeah, he was just all right. He was all right. But he was all fucked up, though. He was all fucked up. He had a piece of his leg taken out by, by Perlman. Perlman took out a piece of his leg and was chewing on it in front of him. I think he sucks from the beginning. He chose to go in there just because he has a smoking problem. Fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. Get him. He doesn't deserve to be in that fucking place. I don't care about him or his issues. I'm not. I'm really just not worried about it. He, he's gone. He's out. Now they're on the same page. We can move on. Fat guy starts to eat for a little while, and then Gregola keeps an apple. He's like, "I'll save it for later." And then all the food starts going down, and then uh, the old man spits in all the food, and then he like throws a bottle down there and it shatters. And then Greg's like, "Dude, what? What the fuck? Why are you doing that?" He's like, "Ah, oh, all these other guys probably do it to our food as well. Fuck them all." And then uh, he gets mad because Crayola is apparently getting a diploma in this prison, and he's not, which I don't even know if that's real. No, he's no. what he's doing, he's getting some kind of, uh, so he can have a good job when he leaves. I, I, you know, it didn't, that part didn't make sense, yeah. He's getting a diploma in prison, though? In that prison? Is that what he was saying? No, he's getting, he's getting as part of his going to prison, part of the deal he made was that when he comes out, he'll have a skill. That he can make money within the real world. See, kind of thing. I know that that probably makes more sense logistically, but I thought that that made so little sense that the thing that I just said a second ago made more sense than that. Why would this count for credits toward anything? I, I, I don't have an answer for you. I don't. I like. Well, I'm not gonna say. Who it. is running this operation that is telling him that this is gonna count toward like some of his college credits? I don't know, but it's pretty fucking lame. I bet you if you watch the 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 uh the closed captioning the 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 translation here i bet you that it doesn't say that no it does 
Oh, it does. Yeah, it was something. It, there, see, that's my issue with this. Because do you remember when we, uh, before we started doing this, you texted me? We said something about the movie, and then you were like, "Oh yeah, it's really interesting." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Yeah, well, the naked aerobics is cool and shit like that. Like it was pretty funny." And then I was like, "But I also feel like there was a message in here, but it was also just as outlandish in the regular version." Because when I was looking at the subtitles, they were saying shit that just made like it made like no sense. Wow, wow. I. I have- I don't know. You know, it's, I, I, we'll chalk it up to the fact that it's either a Spanish or a uh, French film. Yeah, people want to say Spanish, but they feel, I feel like they talk about French stuff so much that maybe it's... Or maybe, maybe, maybe there's Spanish people that wanted to be French people all along. So, this fucking table gets sent down. He's, not, he's getting a diploma. Fat guy's mad because he's not getting one. And then Gregorio says the word obviously... And for some reason, this fat dude gets so fucking pissed, he's like, you need to promise to never say my word again. And I was like, dude, you own the word, obviously? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's sick. It's very sick. It's like mentally sick film. It makes no sense. I was like, why is this Because at first, like I said, like, he says obviously over and over again. I was like, okay, this is a thing for him. But then after a while, he's like, all right, this is my word now. I own it. I was like, all right, what the fuck? And then that's when he tells that story about, like, dropping a TV on an immigrant's head by accident. And then he's just like, my samurai plus knife. And he starts, like, advertising it. I was like, what is happening, That's dude? what I told you. It's kind of like a show. I know. It, yeah. it feels like it's a show. I thought he was Billy Mays. It was fucking weird, dude. I love Billy Mays. Let's not, let's not disparage him on this show. I mean, there's fat guys that I don't like and fat guys I like. Billy Mays is on the good list. And he, sh- and he shouts. He shouts a lot. Hey guys, Billy Mays here. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy. Now, uh, this fat guy starts telling us stories about, like, you know, which levels he's on. He's like, I had to survive on the bottom floor without food. And then uh, Gregorio's like, hey, everybody else, like, yelling at everyone else. He's like, I got a plan. And the fat guy's like, you a communist? They don't listen to communists around here. And then he starts just, like, literally pissing on the people below him. You know, it made me feel proud. It made me feel proud to be an American that scene. Because we would never do that. Proud to be an American. American. Because you know. Piss on yeah. you. Just kidding. I'm an American. I piss on everyone too. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. So after he starts fucking pissing on them, uh, the fat guy keeps <laughs> using his self-sharpening knife, and then Crayola's like, "Hey, uh, fat guy, have you ever?" Uh, you ever ate someone while you're on the bottom level? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I, w- I would never eat eat someone. That's, right. No. In the next scene. He's like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And then he says no. And then the next scene, he's like, don't worry. That gas is to put us to sleep. To put us to sleep. So. But there is, like, a couple <laughs> things that happened right before. But, yeah, that is, like, weird. It's very close. Like, you, you know that when he's saying, like, no, I've never ate someone, you're like, okay, when are you going to reveal that you've ate a lot of people? Now, hold on a second. When did it happen that we were told that there's only 200 levels? And that's a little bit later. And he's on 202. So that's a little bit that's a little bit later. That's toward like the halfway point of the movie. But um, they do have a discussion. The fat guy and Gregory or whatever, they have a discussion and he assumes that there's like uh, the fat guy assumes that there's like 150 levels because he was like, I've been on like 132 and he's like, it's fucking terrible down there. He assumes that 150 is, like, the very bottom, so that's kind of what they're going off of mm-hmm. at this point. And then right, um, right. 
So the food table comes down right after this conversation, and when the food table comes mm-hmm. down, there's this savage chick sitting on the top of the table, just, like, not talking, not moving, not doing anything. Yeah. And the dude kind of looks at it, he's like, what the fuck is going, what, why is she here? Like, is she okay? And the guy's just like, ah, don't worry about her. Like, she sits on this every month. She's just looking for her kid. Like, just, just don't worry about it. It happens to all of us. <laughs> put us, put, put, put anyone in a level. And this is what happens. Yeah, so she's just sitting on the table, and he's like, should I help her? And the guy's like, nah, don't, don't fucking worry about her. And he's just like, hey, are you okay? And he kind of just like, hey, what's wrong? And the fat guy's like, hey, so you, you what, do you want to keep her for a few days? And the guy's like, no, dude, I, I want to help her. And he's like, I thought you were a man of class, but look at you. Pretty much saying what Ethan was saying two seconds ago. And then, and then she decides, like, she's just going to leave. She just starts falling down the next level, and she's kind of just, like, looking up at Gregory. When she gets down this next level, she gets fucking ravaged by some people. And then Greg's like, oh, shit, like, should I jump down there? What do I do? And they're just like, ah. Yeah, but she's a kick-ass. But she can kick ass. She kills them. Yeah, she gets, like, pulled off to the side, and you think that she's going to get killed. And then you hear that she fucking just murders them and starts eating them. Oh, yeah. She knows what the fuck she's doing, man. Actually, you know what? She didn't eat them in this scene. She just sat back down and just stared at him again, remember? Yeah. There was love there. There was love. It was It was forming. Yeah, there was a strange love there. I can't say that it was formed out of, like, a like a happy, beautiful... Si- this isn't, like, the love story that you want your parents to tell you about, but it, it's some kind of love story. We made you in a, in a, in a horrific prison. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful. It was leftover food everywhere. And when we couldn't eat food, we ate people. Yeah, I, I ate some of your mom's leg. It was a beautiful time. So next up, there's this montage of Crayola Greg becoming, like, comfortable with his stay in the cell. So he starts uh, getting drunk with the old guy. He starts jerking off, doing the naked aerobics. Oh, yeah. I couldn't believe the jerking off. It's just a montage of them doing naked things together. I was like, okay, you know, I mean, like, I guess you're stuck in this cell. Do whatever you need to do. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, no judgments. No judgments at all. Because it, it was a weird... Di- it wasn't like they fell in love or anything. They were just like, hey, you know what? We're here. Do whatever the fuck we're gonna do now. Might as well. When you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. But the, it wasn't even love. It was just like exercising freely. <laughs> it was like a nude beach. Was there full frontal nudity? Because I kind of like. Were you? Did you stare and look? Because I couldn't. I winced. There was a wincing. I thought I saw a dick, but I wasn't entirely sure. I don't know. I thought I saw a dick when yeah. he was jerking off at one point, but I, I, no, I think they covered the dick. Like a loincloth. Show the dick, man. Whatever. Be proud. Be proud of whatever you have. It's fine. I don't think they did. I think they just wanted to do boobs in this one. We'll get to boobs later. They were like brothers. They were like brothers. They became like brothers. I thought they had a good relationship. I was. Ho- That's why I was hoping they were going to be in the prison together the whole movie. Yeah, me too. And he, t- and he had lied to him. He had told him that they would be together the whole time. The big fat dude. I think he was talking about that in a technical sense. Like every time you move a room, you do go to another room with the same person you were in. Unless they die. Unless that person doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about people falling? Jumping? We could get past that pretty fast. Pretty much the whole thing is that, you know, a lot of times these people, they fall asleep through the gas or whatever, and then they wake up and they're in a different room. And when they see that they're in, like, a super low room, like, you know, like 150 or 170 or, like, 200 or some shit like that, they jump because they're like, I'm not going to fucking survive down here. I either have to eat someone, kill someone in my room and eat them, or there you go. I don't survive. Thank you. 
Yeah, so that's the dynamic of that. And we're getting close to this now because uh, they have this whole thing and they seem like they're doing good together. But then they get put to sleep and they wake up in another level. And then Trimagasi yeah. decides to tie Gregory up because they're on level 171 now. And he's just like, Ugh. yeah, well, I'm not going to really kill you, but I'm going to eat parts of you to sustain myself. Slowly. Yeah, and he's like, I'm also going to feed some of you to yourself, too. That reminded me of, like, Cannibal. Hannibal the Cannibal. But you know what, though? He's doing the Lord's work. He's trying... I get his... He he's trying to sustain both of them, you know? At someone else's expense. Yeah, but you know, I have just... I have only, only one criticism of that. It wasn't like he cut off slivers of the body and ate them. He cut into him. That would eventually have killed him. He didn't have, like, thread. Remember he said, I'll, 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 I'll fix you up. I thought he was cutting slivers. No, he cut into the actual leg. Oh, I feel like I didn't see that part, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, there was like a big chunk. There was like chunk that came out of him. I thought he was doing slivers. It was like little beef jerky. No, no. If it was beef jerky, I wouldn't have had an issue with the with the scene. Well, that that sucks for Gregory, but you know, whatever. It's going good for the old man. He he actually doesn't eat him immediately though. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna wait a little while, and then he waits, and he like sees the table come down with like no food, and he's just like. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna have to eat you pretty soon. This isn't going over very well. And then, uh, you know, he goes to eat him. At this point, he's, like, cutting some parts of him, and Goring's freaking out. And then the chick with the missing kid that comes down every month, she actually pops down right as he's cutting into him. Kicks ass. Yeah, she fucking breaks a bottle over the back of his head, and then takes his self-sharpening knife and just, like, slits his throat pretty much immediately. And then feeds, and then feeds Gre uh, Goring. Because she actually, you kind of, you're wondering whether she's going to kill him for a second, but you're like, nah, like, I didn't think she was going to kill him. No. And then she lets him go, and then she gives him the knife to let him, like, finish off the job. She was attracted to him. She thought there was chemistry between them. There was definitely chemistry between them. They were like, they were, they were in love, I think, in a weird way. Yeah. I don't know if it was justified. They were in love. It was like a... Yeah, let's call it, let's just call it what it is. It's love. It, it's, it's true love. It's true love, guys. So she slits his throat a little bit. She lets him finish the job. And then he falls asleep and, like, he actually wakes up and she actually wrapped up his wound, too. She was amazing. She was an amazing uh, prison wife. She wraps up his wound and then she starts feeding him, like, parts of the dude's body. He kind of, like, pukes up and then he doesn't like it. And then, uh, you know, she gives him some water, like, feeds him some water. And then the next day she just kind of leaves to go look for her kid again. But I did notice that when she left, she still had that knife. She was a Ginsu master. I'm also wondering, though, um... There's a weird part, like, this is obviously uh, going later to uh, Bahar, or what was his name again? Um, I don't know how to pronounce any of these fucking names, but it's like Baharit or something. Um, later, you remember how he has that rope thing? I don't want to talk about all of it yet, but I just want to talk about the fact that he has a rope. I want to get to that other scene later, but he has a rope, and he loses said rope, but then he talks about, like, waiting and maybe getting a rope later? Or did I just understand that wrong? I think that was, a, that was like, a, another thing that I feel like was translated weird, because he sounded like he was saying that he was going to get the rope back later, and I was like, how are you getting that rope back, dude? Now, hold on a second. Was that the thing he asked to come into the prison with? Yes, with the and rope? it's also peculiar, because why did he ask for a rope? That's another thing that makes me wonder what everyone was told they were doing. Why would he want a rope? Like, maybe he thought we, he was going to, like, a rock climbing convention. Yeah, a rock climbing convention, or, like, what other reason would he want a rope? I would think just to hang yourself if it gets too heavy. Dude, that's dark. I like it. You know? Huh. Like, they should have really made, like, like a Halloween goodie bag. He wakes up at a new level with uh, the actual chick that fell into the, the, the like, the pit facility. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, it doesn't actually happen. 
But then he uh, wakes up with that one chick. The chick that sent him there. Oh, that scary chick. Yeah, the chick that was the administrator. He wakes up on floor 202. Yeah, yeah. She was the scary chick? He was on floor 202 with her, with the dog. Yeah, I don't think she was the scary chick. I thought she was all right. Well, who's the scary chick? I don't remember a scary chick other than that. The one that you think is hot. Yeah, she's the scary chick in this story. Oh, no, I liked her. I, I'd want her. She'd be in my posse. I mean, like, I think she's cooler than... I'd be her bitch. I think she's cooler than the rest of them, but, like, I still... I'm recognizing that she's scary. I wasn't frightened of her. I felt like she I felt like she had his back. Okay, his back, and who the fuck is he? Yeah, you, you still don't see him slightly as a hero to the story. I think he has a few good ideas. But the black dude is the, is the king. Yeah, he's the hero. 100%. They wake up... What, what room did you say they were on? What floor did you say they were on? 202. No, no, no. 202. That's not right. That's not right. They're on, like... Weren't they on 42 right now? Ethan, I, I know where you got it mixed up. In the beginning, when he wakes up with the old guy, he's on 72 or something like that. And then he's on 42 with this chick that brought him in because that's why she's not very upset with where she is. This is her... No, he's on 48. Nope. He's on 40... oh, 48. Am I wrong? When he come, when we when the story opens up, he's on 48. Then they're on like 42 now then. Okay, so they're down. I think they might be on 72 in the beginning too. But I don't know. I don't remember exactly where they are. I just know... It's the food's like halfway gone, so actually they probably are on like 72 in the beginning or somewhere around there. But I don't know. That doesn't matter too much. Um, but right now it does matter that they're on like 40 something because this chick has a whole thing where she's like, I'm trying to ration all of this food for everyone. You know, like she she knows what the system is and she chose to go there. So she's yeah. like, I want everything to get rationed because then everyone can eat and, you know, we would all survive and be good, happy-go-lucky. Again, another social commentary on... Kumbaya. Kumbaya. That's a perfect way to put it. And and she's trying to rationalize. Remember, she's trying to rationalize with them? Like, she's trying to say, oh, please don't eat... Just take a little bit on your plate, like a good little prisoner, and send the rest down further. And people are like, fuck you, bitch. I ain't doing that. And I think it also makes sense, too, and Gregorio has a really good line um, about that. He's like, you know... In your case, you were able to pick your cellmate, but I wasn't. Oh, that's brilliant. Really good fucking line, too, because she comes in as, like, a privileged person who's like, oh, I already know what's happening in here, but I want to do it anyway, because, aha, fuck it. And, I mean, we do find out that uh, this chick has cancer all over her titties, which, you know, it's fine, all well and fine and whatnot. But I guess, like, I was supposed to feel, like, a bunch of sympathy for her. You know, because of that, but I was just like, okay, now you're just a chick with cancer who knew what was going on in here, and then you just chose to do it anyway. I, I didn't like her story. Hold on, hold on. I didn't like no, her. No, no. And then she also brought a wiener dog in there. Now, d- try to go ahead and try to explain it, but I don't like her either. No, no, no. Let me, let me explain something to you. Okay. You start to sympathize for her dog, for the, for the hot dog. The hot dog you feel bad for. 100%, because the first time you see this chick, like, I mean, we didn't even mention that the fucking wiener dog runs up to the dude, and then he also, like, slaps him off, and the wiener dog, like, kind of flips on the floor, which I thought was rude. Yeah, cruelty to the animals, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, but I guess he was also waking up, but he, he also, yeah, he sucks. But anyway, he even looks at her, and he's just like, I didn't know animals could, like, come in here. She's like, it's my one thing I, cho- I chose to bring in here. And I'm like, bitch, so you know what was happening in here, and not only did you put yourself in here with your privileged ass, like... Fuck the cancer at this point. I don't fucking care. You're, like, exposing your dog to this. You're just okay with everything that's happening in here, and you think it's all fine. Like, you're a terrible person. P.S. I don't know if it's too soon to mention this. The Vietnamese chick actually is the biggest sinner of all. Why? 
because she brings the fucking kid. She had that's her fucking child. That was her one thing. You're probably right because I never. You mentioned that earlier, and we did, or like off off recording. Um, I think you might be right, but but it also confuses me. I almost wonder if the kid was like kidnapped. No, you're probably right. It, it, or stowaway. No, you know what? Stowaway? You're probably right. It had to have been the one thing because she's never seen carrying anything, is she? But now I hate her guts. Because she brought a child in there. A gorgeous child, by the way. A beautiful child. How the fuck do you do that? Uh, I don't even know how um, how that child survived down there. Oh, that's a whole other... That's a whole other... That's just something I think we just need to ignore. It's just a different plot fucking hole in this. Okay, okay, okay. Did the people up top know that a child was down there and, like, wherever level she was on made sure she was fed? That's a subtext. Because she was pretty fat. The kid looked good. And clean. I wouldn't say the kid was fat, but it didn't. It wasn't like malnourished, for sure. No, but she looked plump. She looked plump. Yeah. She, she looked like she'd been fed. They would have had to have known that that kid was down there. I can't imagine that it. So they were feeding her. They were feeding her. I think so. The the Nazi that opened the film in the kitchen was feeding her. I don't know about that either, though, because she did say she was hungry. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like I think a better explanation is that the kid didn't exist. Oh. I don't think the kid was real. Yeah, no, because then, then weren't they going to send the kid back up as the example of what's going on? But do you remember? I mean, we're obviously, like, bouncing around now, but I don't really care because I think this, this is more of, like, a theory discussion kind of movie anyway. Yeah, but but I want to ask you a question. They put her on the, on, the, on the elevator. Think about the events before that. Remember Gregorio got the absolute fucking shit beaten out of him? Mm-hmm. Like, pounded in the face, easily got about a three concussions in that one little session and lost some teeth that dude was probably hallucinating Mm -hmm. i don't think that kid was real he could barely even move yeah but the black dude saw her too i think he was hallucinating too (laughs) so they were they had a a, 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 like a mutual hallucination dude the black dude bled out like like during that like right after that remember oh it's sad it was sad the very next morning he fucking bled out because he got slashed with a like legit ass samurai sword i think they were both hallucinating yeah, the kid looked too good to be in there, right? I guess our our context sounds weird. I I think this conversation, the way it's going, you guys should just watch the fucking movie, um, because then you'll understand what we're talking about. But it goes all the way to the bottom. So the kid's just hanging out. Like in theory, if that kid is there, it's been on on floor like three thirty three for what maybe years now. Like we don't know how long this this mm-hmm. simulation has been going on, but we know it switches out every month. And this guy doesn't even know the whole dynamic of the thing until like he's in there for a little while. And he's been in there for at least like probably like at least like four or five months in our story. Um, yeah. So if that kid's yeah. down there for years, not eating and whatnot, and like they don't, yeah, I don't think the kid's real. I think there's nothing at the end because when they get down at the bottom too, they that's say like depressing. there's nothing at the end down here. That's fucking depressing. But that's but maybe that's a commentary on life and death. What? There's just nothing at the bottom or something. That you close yeah. your fucking eyes and that's the fucking it. You're done. Probably. You're here, one, hundred, one, one in 400 trillion chance of being here. And then when, you, when you're when you done, it's fucking over. There was another thing, because I looked up, like, I was on uh, some theory video, and you know what? Oh, panna cotta was the, uh, was the food. The little dessert thing. It was a panna cotta. Yeah, I always eat those. <laughs> I always have those. But yeah, um, the girl might have been an illusion, because, like, or if the girl was alive... Well, think about this too. Remember how they, remember how you were talking about how they send the girl up in the end? Yeah, to be to be the message. Yeah. Do you know what that message is, though? Yeah, the message is is that uh, 
you're a total fucktard for putting us in here, and there's a kid down here, assholes. No, no, no. Think about the message that they're actually going to get, like the people at the top, because there's actually like these billionaires and chefs and whatnot at the top. Who is getting the message, yeah. and what exactly are they seeing? Well, if they see the girl on the platter when she comes That's up... That's not what they're going to the, see. On the, they're going to see nothing. They're going to see the broken glass and nothing there? No, they're going to see a smashed little girl. Or... Or... Did you see how fast that platform was moving? Yeah. If that little, if that platform was real, and it's moving up at that speed it is... Because think about she, this... She would have gotten crushed? She would get crushed. G-force. Because think about this. If this was just a platform that would go up, and everything would just be fine when it went onto the top... Wouldn't everyone just sit on the platform and wait for it to go up so they could just leave? Yeah, everything's already gone at the end by the time it goes up. So I think that thing, the reason why that platform is going up so fast is it's like a reset and it's like a failsafe if anyone tries to escape on it. If you go on that thing and you travel all the way up, that thing is going to smash you when you get to the top. You're dead. So if that little girl is real... The only me- I could see it being a message in the sense like remember when um the guy's walking away at the end and he's like about to yeah. stay he's like I have to stay with the little girl like I'm her bearer I'm the bearer of the message or whatever and the old guy's like you don't have to be a bearer like it the message is the message itself I guess you could say that maybe that little girl is alive and the message is them sending up a smashed little girl but at the same time what message would that be because the chefs are just there to make food they seem like the only people that actually like matter in the story you know like actually kind of like have well, they, a heart. no no they're prisoners too hold on they're prisoners too though that's what i mean they're people that like they're the only ones that have a heart they're not going to be the ones that are seeing the message of the dead little girl if it comes up and you know and it it, it, it is that way the only people that are going to see that are like the billionaires who are putting everyone here they don't fucking care so what's the message jesus I don't think there is a message. I think the little girl doesn't exist. Well, well, here's here's another thought that I had. Is it is the girl symbolic? Did she not really eat that 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 dessert at the end? Did because don't you remember? But don't you remember in a scene in the beginning that that man is that the bald man, the asshole who's running, who's obviously like the warden of the people that are making the mm-hmm. food. Don't you remember in the beginning he brings that out? The hair and. He's almost he's almost furious that it's still there on the thing. Now, I don't think she ate that thing. I think that thing is what they sent up. Yes, yeah, so that is why I think the girl isn't real because she's an illusion. Yeah, because the whole thing uh Barat, he's saying like, "Oh, the panacotta is the message. The panacotta is the message." And you know, that's why he doesn't want to give it to the little girl at 1.2. And remember, actually, th- I just remember this part too. Remember when Giorgio tells Barat to give him the panacotta and he's like, "No, the panacotta is the message." And he's like holding it and then all of a sudden it kind of fades for yeah. a second and then she's just eating it. Like there was no there was no resolve or conversation or anything. It was just her eating it. I think that was a hallucination on both of their ends. Like, they were just like, oh, right. she's the- eating it. It's good. This is the message now. Because I did read another little theory that, like, right. according like according to the there was no little girl theory, it was pretty much saying, like, the panna cotta made it back to level zero. Yes. Okay. But here's the thing. You remember that scene earlier with the hair? Remember where, like, he's yes. walking around with the hair, like you said, like, he's just like, what the fuck is this? Like, why did it make it back? Why is there a hair on it? And he's trying to figure out, like, they think that the prisoners didn't eat the food because there was a hair on it. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's kind of what they're conveying in that, because he's, like, holding it, and he's, like, looking around, like, is this your hair? Is this your hair? Is this your hair? And he's looking at all the cooks, like, who the fuck did this? And he's, like, pissed. He's, like, this didn't make, this didn't get eaten because of the hair, which is obviously, like, I think that's a social cue onto, like, 
this dude is so fucking up his ass and so like entitled and so into his own shit. Yeah, well, that's without question. Yeah, because obviously all these other people, like, they've already determined these people are spitting on this fucking food. They're probably pissing on it. Like, they're doing whatever to it. They're stepping all over it. They're shitting on it, yeah. And and people are still eating it because they need to to survive. So, like, obviously they're not, they're not like, worried about this fucking panna cotta that has a little hair on it. But the ego of this guy at the top, like the main chef or whatever that's controlling all these other ones, he's like, fuck you, you didn't fucking get this done, like, you didn't do this right, there's a hair on this, this is why they didn't eat it. And that's why they didn't eat it. Right, oh, okay, that's it, that's it. That's what oh it is, the God. message was supposed to be that panna cotta, and the panna cotta was set up, but it wasn't understood. They didn't know what the fuck it meant, they were just like, oh well, fuck it. It's just, it's just like, you know when, you, when you're oh trying God, so hard right. to, to send a message to someone and you think like, oh, this is clear as day, like they're going to see this and they're going to understand my plight and they my side of it. things, and then you present it to them and they're just like, they're going with something else completely. They, their message, oh the message is what they think the message is. It's like, it's not, it's not a message at all. It's just something that happened, you know, and they move on from. Holy fuck. You know what? You're you are one hundred percent on the money with this. Okay, thing. okay. That the little girl, the little girl's a fucking illusion. The paracotta is what was sent back up, and then having been sent back up, the fucking idiot doesn't even get the message. He gets some other message, like uh, meet me on Thursday at the park. Yeah, exactly. He gets like a fucking. Me- that makes sense. Like I, this movie honestly confused the shit out of me when it ended. Like I thought. I thought there was going to be, because um, there was actually, oh, you're right on the money. there was like seven minutes left on the movie, but you know, like the credits started rolling with like about like five and a half minutes left. And I was like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I needed that last few minutes because I was like, what the fuck happened when this little girl went up? But then when I was watching her go up, I was like, this is going up like really fast. Like it, like the the platform's moving at an alarming rate. Because remember when, um, yeah, yes, yes, the platform's going down. It's going so fucking yeah. slow, dude. Like, it is going slow as hell. Like, it's gracefully going down. And then down. it shoots up. And it starts shooting up. So I was like, wait a second. But one thing that really confused me, too, though, is... Um, You're right on the money, though, by the way, with your assessment. I will say that YouTube, like, uh, like some theories that I looked up, like, on YouTube and, like, Reddit kind of helped me a little bit. Like, I mean, yeah. they were okay. also kind of, like, uh, you know, they were kind of, like, throwing the ideas out there. And I was like, okay, this makes sense now because it kind of, like, it lined up with the things that I was thinking of. So it makes sense. Wow. Um, mm. One thing I am confused about, though, is remember the 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 other Asian chick, the mother or whatever, uh, they're the supposed mm. mother because apparently, I mean, the the hiring chick, you know, the one, uh, whatever, I don't know, the one with said the wiener that, dog. Yeah, yeah. She said that she said that she yeah, yeah. didn't have a kid. They don't let anyone in this program under the age of sixteen. And that also she right. interviewed that chick personally and she's just batshit insane. She was like, she thinks that she's like the next Asian Marilyn Monroe. Like she thinks she's like fucking famous or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's right. She brought a uke- ukulele. Yeah. Oh, wait. She didn't bring the kid. She brought a ukulele. So the kid wouldn't be Thank there. Thank you for remembering that. See, I, can, I couldn't almost say the word. Holy shit. Okay. Thank you ukulele. for remembering. I remember. I remember her talking about... Um, all of the like her interviewing her and all that, but I completely forgot about the ukulele. That's yep, that's it. Yeah, there's no way that kid was real. There's no fucking way. You know what I think the moral of the movie is? Ah. It's it's don't ever play the ukulele. It's a bad instrument. Don't play the ukulele, dude. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm starting to understand this movie yes. more. I still want to talk about some of the funny stuff, but I think we kind of crack the okay. code of this movie now, right? I think we got that. Yeah, we're like we're like code crackers. 
What, okay, but the one thing I don't understand, though, is, um, and I think I kind of do. So the mother, you know, she's going down the thing all the time because every month, mm-hmm. you know, he said yeah. she goes down and she looks for her kid and whatnot. Does yeah. that mean that she's reached the bottom? And that's another thing, too. If she reached the bottom and she didn't see her kid down there, then obviously why would she keep looking over and over again? So I think that's another hint to the kid is never there. She's insane. She's just insane. Where does, she, where does her story end, though, every month? Like, does she just stay on the bottom and she's just like, well, I'm not going anywhere? And then she just falls asleep and ends up in another, no. in another thing and then goes down again? No, honestly, honestly, now that we're thinking about it, I think she kills people. And eats them. Well, well, she does. And then that. gets the and gets their food, and then gets their food. Um, oh wait! So her whole purpose of going down is literally just to eat people, so she can survive. Is that it? And she does. Yeah, and she does. Wait. So, but is she just? So she's going down. She's eating people on the way down. Is she like bringing? Is she doing it toward the end of the month when she like can't survive anymore? Is that why she's not like always just going down in the beginning? Like she takes a few days, she waits till she's sta- okay. This is it. She waits till she starts to starve if she's on a bad level, mm-hmm. and then she starts going down so that she can eat. Wait, and eats people. Wait a second. No, 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 no. Unless she just loves eating people and that's just her thing, and she prefers it over no. food. No, because think about this. The first time we see her. They're on like level. Yeah. Well, they're on a level where they're still getting food. Remember, they're eating food. Good food. That's good right. food, yeah. and she's on the table. So why would she be on the table if she was just looking for food to survive? So she's not. What the fuck is she doing? Well, you know. Well, you know what's fucked up is that they were on a good level, and she came from a better level to come down to them. Like what's up? She's batshit crazy. She's just a fucking killer. She, she's just a killer. I think I think the counselor girl, not the counselor, she's not the counselor, but the hiring chick, the one who got Gregory in there, you know, whatever, the one with the wiener dog. Cancer victim girl, yeah. I think everything she said was completely truthful. Like, she was just being completely honest. She was, and I think, I think there was an element of her that had remorse, and I think she was trying to be good. Like, she was in her, because she was dying of the cancer, she now wanted to do good in the world by showing people how to share food or something. Like, like it was her redemption, so to speak. Yeah, I guess you're probably right, because it was her redemption right until um, the Asian chick um, mutilated her wiener dog and, like, left its entrails laying all over the, the prison cell. And that was good food lost. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the girl didn't eat it. It was like a waste. She was very wasteful. Yeah, and you know what? If she was going by her whole cancer thing, maybe she should have put the entrails on the table for the next people. You see? So she really wasn't that good. No, she was selfish. But she did hang herself at the end so that she could be food, fodder for the mill. She yeah. only hung herself because, okay, this is another interesting part. This was the thing you talked about earlier, the 202 thing, because yeah. she she was being truthful to her knowledge, I believe. And I think this was also um, while she was being truthful and talking about the Asian chick and all that other stuff. Or maybe maybe we could have even seen that as anger because she doesn't tell us about the Asian chick being crazy until the Asian chick eats her wiener dog. So it could have even be seen as, like, she's just retaliating and saying, like, fuck this chick, she's crazy because of what happened. But earlier, um, she was telling us, or she was telling Greg, like, just answering all of his questions about what was going on in there. And he was like, how many levels are there? And she says, 200. And then, you know, everything happens, her wiener dog dies, blah, blah, blah. And then they're on 202. Yes, they wake up, and they're on 202. And she, immediately when Greg wakes up, she's dead. She already hung herself. And I think that was, I think that was a good um, kind of explanation of like we don't know what's going on here, and then also we don't know what's truthful. It yes. was a good scene because 
I think when she said 200, like, I think she hung herself because she was wrong about what level they were on and she feels hopeless because she was like, I think in her mind she was like, okay, there's all this food. We can ration this through 200 levels if we figure this out and we, like, all understand, like, why we need to do this and, you know, we help each other, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, kumbaya. Kumbaya. But then once she sees she's on level 202, she's like, oh, they fucking lied to me. There's no way we could do this even if we ration. And that's why she killed herself. Like, I thought it was interesting that it wasn't... Because when she first comes down there, she said the one thing she brought was her wiener dog. And she was like, I wouldn't go anywhere without this. I thought it was peculiar that she didn't kill herself then. But she killed herself when she found out she was on the wrong floor. You know, like, she was still able to talk to Greg and, like, show her her cancer boobs and all that shit and everything. But it wasn't until she found out she was wrong about what floor she was on that she decided to actually wow. just end it. Wow. And, th- and then it kept fucking going down. Yeah, and then it kept going down, down to fucking 333. So, like, a whole, like, hundred and a half after that. Wow. You, th- you think they didn't make a part two to this film? I- I'd be interested in a part two. I do want to talk. I think we pretty much talked about everything. But Good. there's a couple more things I want to talk about just, like, in between. Because we kind of, like, we skipped over to Barat. But I feel like there's a few key Barat parts that we need to talk about. Specifically, when he first meets Barat, so, you know, like we said, he has a rope. Big one, a long rope, yeah. He's a long rope, not his dick, but an actual rope. And he's trying to throw this uh, this 12-inch rope uh, over, uh, you know, right up. <laughs> it's bigger than 12 inches. No, it's 12 feet. It's like 12 feet. Oh, there we go, there yeah. we go. So, um, not a dick. So he's throwing this up to try to, like, get up to the higher levels. His plan is pretty much... It's interesting that he has a rope. I don't know why he does. But he figured out, he's like, okay, I could throw this rope up to the higher levels to get out. And keep going up. Yeah. And keep going up. And they get on level six. And he's like, okay, there's the highest I've been. Like, we're going to fucking get out of here. And he's talking to people above him. And he's like, hey, guys, like, can you help me uh, get up? Blah, blah. And they're like, uh, I don't know. Uh, you, uh, you believe in God? And then he's like, yes, yes, I believe in God. Like, starts, like, praying. And basically, he's like, please let me up. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, mm. I, th- I, think, I think I'll let you. I think I'll let you up. And then they fucking, uh, they throw, he starts to throw his rope up. Because he starts talking about, like, eternal life. He's like, uh, I think God represents eternal life, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, yeah. huh. Eternal life just from helping a black guy, huh? All right. There was some overt racism in this thing, by the way. Oh my god! It was racism through and through. Those whole fucking like really bad, like really bad, like mm-hmm. almost offensive in two thousand in twenty twenty. Here's the thing: they yeah. were offensive toward Mexicans, French, Asians, blacks. I feel like they hit like some good points. Like they they went through most of the races. So you know what? Do your thing, guys. They're using equality. You know. So it's a kumbaya moment again. It's a very kumbaya moment. It's all it's all good out here, baby. All right, so go on. So you were saying, he they they, they he throws the rope up to them. They take the rope. They take the rope and he starts climbing up, and then there he's getting real close and he's like almost about to fall and he's like, "Help me, guys!" And you like you, the, just the way that they're making this scene like really slow. You're like something fucking fucked up is about to happen. I thought they were just gonna throw this dude down. Something like that, like, just some really fucked up shit, especially because, like, obviously, is this whole social, like, social commentary again of, like, 
there's a fucking white guy up here who obviously thinks he's all fucking smug and he's like shitting on this black guy. Well, literally. Literally in a second. He's being a real fucking asshole to him. So I'm like, dude, yeah, like the, in the movie, like we said, it was already being racist. I was like, they're going to fucking kill this black guy right now. Like, it's obviously like they think they're higher than him. And in this movie, they're literally higher, like on a higher level than him. Oh, it's fucked up. Yeah. So I thought they were going to like kill him in some way. But what they do is, I think, I'm going to say worse, right? Well, no, 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 no. It, it's not worse, but it, it's, it, it was, it, it was poor. Actually, I think it was poorly done. No, but it felt, it, it felt like a trauma film for a few seconds. It, it definitely felt like a trauma film. It was like, uh, it was kind of like, uh, the, the, you know, that fake, that fat guy that they used to play Michael Hers because Michael Hers doesn't like to be on camera. Yes. It was like uh, in Poultry Geist when that, when that dude's like shitting in the toilet. It was like that, but on this guy's face. And, and it was the woman. The woman pulls her pants down. Wait, that was the chick? It's the chick. Oh my God, are you serious? I thought that was the guy. No, 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 it's the chick. You're kidding. Yeah, dude. And she shits on him and then they let the rope go. It was like a slimy turtle shit though, dude. You ever seen a turtle shit? It's like solid, but it's slimy. It was awful. It was an awful shit. It wasn't a shit I'd be proud of putting in my film. Oh, dude, it was fucking repulsive. And they're all like... And he starts sliding down because he's like, dude, he literally, like... And it's it's in graphic detail. Like, you see the full bare ass with the shit coming out of it. And it's then a chick. It's the chick. Rubbing on this dude's face. I was like, what yeah, in it was bad. the fuck just happened right now? It was bad. It was bad. It was insane. And then, surprisingly, he actually doesn't... I thought he was going to fall all the way down now. I was like, dude, he got shit on. Now he's falling down. But uh, Gregorio or... Gre- what's it? What do you want to call him again? So Crayola catches uh, Barat, and he's like, all right, I'm saving you, bud. We're all good now. He loses the rope, by the way. The rope falls down the hole. Oh, dude, and Barat goes into a fucking mental breakdown at this point. Full-on mental breakdown. Yeah, I can't imagine why, but he does, yeah. <laughs> I felt so bad for this guy, dude. He got shit on his face. He lost his rope. Oh, you forget about it. It's that, it wasn't good. It was bad. I just felt so fucking bad for this it guy. Was, it was shit. It was a shit thing. But anyway, like, they pretty much have this whole idea, like, after a couple days, because Barat, he's just done. Like, he's not eating. He's not doing anything. He's just upset. He's like, I'm fucked. But eventually, they're like, you know what? We are going to figure this out. Like, we're going to go as all a team. the way. Yeah, as a team. He's like, we're going to go, like, all the way down, and we're going to send this message to people. Like, we're going to make them. We're going to force them to ration everything, and then the food's going to get back up. So it's pretty much like this montage of them just, like, telling people, like, shut the fuck up. No, no, he beat them. No, they were, they were beating them at first. Well, at first, they're like, shut the fuck up, and then immediately, like, when someone talks back, I thought they were gonna, like, bunt them or something. He just bashes his fucking head in, like, this old guy who he said was his friend. He just bashes his head in, and I was like, oh, that guy's dead. Yeah, but yeah, but what about when they met the sensei in the wheelchair? But, but, there's just a few things before the sensei that I thought were really intriguing, because they're like, okay, we get yeah. down, we can't feed people with the first 50 levels they ate the other day, they're fucking fine. Like, we're gonna get this yeah. going, we're gonna make yeah. sure everyone gets the food. And then all of a yeah. sudden, they throw in out of fucking nowhere like yeah i'm just gonna kill everybody and this, they didn't even give him that that like you know down syndrome voice they gave him like a classy just like like regular american like fucking like yes i'm going to kill you later i am going to kill you later i was like what the fuck is going on dude like what is like i actually forgot about that so they throw they threw in all of this i almost want to say systematic racism because of the way the movie is built but then they also yeah. just threw in they were like oh here you go why not <laughs> 
I was like, dude, you guys are just throwing in everything in this fucking movie. Yeah, they did. You know they what? Did. You're right. It's really kind of like a trauma film, just like a, a modern day, <laughs> like a, a, a trauma film with a message. Well, no, no, no. It's like a badly done trauma film, if you can imagine that. A trauma film that's only kind of funny, I guess. That's right. That's what it is. It's funny for the first 30 minutes, I guess, and then the, the shitting later. Oh, my God. It's so fucking weird, dude. It's true. And they killed off all, all our heroes in this film. Everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. This is easily one of the weirdest movies I've watched. I will say, like, my, my horror soup fans have done a good job at yeah. showing me movies that, like, I think yeah. I've already seen everything that's so bizarre, but it's more like... I guess, like, shock value bizarre, and then, like, you yeah. know, just, like, weird outlandish, like, fart jokes, like, trauma kind of shit, you know? Like, tr- like shit I have grew up on, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone kind of comedy, where it's, like, yes. everything's fucking funny. Like, the, the, the worse it is, the funnier it is, you know? Like, I've yeah. kind of grew up on that kind of shit. And yes. I'm used to all of that. But then people show me movies like this, and, like, another movie. There was a movie I got shown a while ago uh, with Kevin Bacon in it, where, like, there was this chick who actually puked in a bunch of jars and, like, kept them under her bed, like, for safekeeping. Like, I get shown shit like this through fans of Horror Soup that I'm like, what the f- I didn't know this this existed. I didn't know that this could be a thing. By the way, footnote, side story. Uh, Kevin Bacon. Let's not talk about him. You already no, know no, how- I- No, Ethan, <laughs> you're trying to start shit. You already know how I feel. No, I know how you feel, but but I'm but Kevin Bacon and I are one degree of separation from each other. Isn't that what? somewhat interesting to why you? Is that, why is that? Because his, in two ways, his wife, Kira Sedgwick, was in a film I produced in 2000. Okay. Called, called What's Cooking. Oh, okay. I produced an all-star were, film. Were they, were they sizzling Kevin Bacon up on a pan? No, no, just listen to me, listen to me. I produced a film called What's Cooking in 2000. Okay? Listen to this. It's, it's important. Little, a listening. little side story. It's interesting. Oh, I got headphones, Ethan. I hear Kevin, you. So Kevin Bacon, so Kevin Bacon, his wife was in my film. So that's one degree of separation. You know the Kevin Bacon game. Okay? I also, I also was friends with the Madoffs. Do you know who they are? Bernie Madoff? Yeah. Kevin Bacon's they, Kira Sedgwick and Kevin Bacon lost half their money with Bernie Madoff. So I have two degrees, I have a, a degree of separation from them. And now I know how much you think he's handsome. And I know you love him. I know you love Kevin Bacon. What were we talking about before this? We were talking about a movie. God bless you, by the way. So that happens. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of just a montage of them cracking people's skulls who aren't agreeing to ration food. And yeah. they realized that, you know, they thought that 250 was going to be the bottom level because, you know, Greg did, like, this math in his head. And he was yeah. like, I think 250 is the bottom level. Actually yeah. isn't. And then Crayola sees the Asian Marilyn Monroe getting stabbed the hell up by some dude. And I mean, like... Oh, man, he fucking stabbed the shit out of her. Dude, he went to fucking town on her. Like, he stabbed her, I'd say, at least 25 times within, like, 10 seconds. He was scared of her. He was scared of that little woman. I'm sure. I mean, he knew that he had to fucking kill her. Like, because I think there were, because a few times we see it in the movie where people are pretty much trying to like keep her for a few days, as the fat guy from earlier said. They're trying to like rape her, and I'm pretty sure that's what they were doing to her. And she probably fucked them up because they look like they were already a little bit beat up, honestly. Yeah, you're right. So pretty much after this whole ordeal, and she gets killed. Uh, the fucking that's when Barack gets sliced up real good. That's when fucking. The Gregory dude gets beat the fuck up and starts hallucinating because pretty much when he sees, like we said, they have like this love connection after uh, he sees her get all stabbed up and whatnot. He like freaks out. He's like, I have to save her. And he starts beating up a dude that's like way bigger than him. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It was a fucking mismatch. But love, but love, but love can make a man do anything. And then when the dude finally realizes, like, I could just beat your ass, he destroys Greg. Poor guy. And I think that's basically the it. Like, you know, during this whole thing, uh, Barat meets, like, his mentor. It was actually right before this part. I think I kind of went ahead of myself. But he meets, like, this mentor who pretty much just tells him, he's like, you guys can't just, like, you know, make everyone ration or whatnot, because what is that going to do for everyone? They're just going to see that there's a bunch of empty food at the end of it. Like, no one's going to know. They're like, you have to save the most uh, important piece of food, the most fancy piece of food there, and then they'll know. They'll get that message like, wow, they saved that stuff. And that was the whole message with the pastry thing. Wow, there's a hair in it. That was the fucking message. Yeah, and I think I think we kind of uh, match this all up now. We kind of uh, we w- oh yeah we mix match this story, but I think that is uh, every bit of the story in different pieces at different times. I will say this much: it is on Amazon, which means everybody can see it. So there, there's some validity to this thing. It's not like you have to really dig to find this thing. Wait, it was on Amazon. I, yeah, that's where I saw it. I saw it on fucking Amazon. Did you buy it? No, I didn't buy it. It was on. I have I have the Amazon uh, Prime. Thing. Oh, I was going to say, that's weird. Oh, no, that's no, on- no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's Netflix, right? Netflix, I thank you. Thank okay, you. I was going to say, I was like, wait, that's weird, because I was like, this is actually a Netflix original. No, no, I saw it, I'm sorry, I saw it on Netflix. There we go. But it is pretty, but it is pretty chill that it's on Netflix. Like, it's very accessible, you know? So, they, obviously, the top brass at Netflix were like, this is good, this is good. You know, we think, you know, obviously, Netflix feels like it represents... All humanity. And it definitely does. I think Netflix might one day... Regret this. No, I think they're going to put us in one of these kind of things. Who, you and me? I, I everyone. <laughs> right. I, it's everyone. Well, it's the evil, it's the evil empire. So I think, uh, I hope that cleared some of uh, the platform up for everyone. Uh, I counted about 13 kills in this. I put, like, the girl in, ex- in like, qu- quotations, because I was like, if she's alive... If yeah. she was real, then she definitely died going up there, because that's kind of the message, I guess. But if not, and I'm going to go ahead and say she's not, I'm going to say 13 kills. And I think I counted those right. I hope I did. I wasn't counting any kills. I think it was 13. Uh, I do a boob count here, too. There was two sets of boobs that I saw. Uh, and, uh, well, Ethan, it's kind of uh, it's customary on Horror Soup to do a yeah. fuck, Mary kill based off of the movie. What is this? I didn't hear what you say. You cut out. It's customary. It's customary uh, to do a fuck Mary kill, for uh, like based off the movie. Like I have all my guests do a fuck Mary kill. What is fuck Mary kill? What do I do? With you a never fuck, done. Mary, you, kill? you never played fuck Mary kill. I've never played fuck Mary kill in my whole life, but I feel I I actually feel like you know. Wow. I feel like I'm on the lower levels. That's pretty insane. But okay, so pretty much fuck Mary kill. I'm gonna give you three different uh, people, and then you're gonna choose. To fuck, marry, and kill. One oh, of fuck, each, marry, each not fuck, marry. Yeah, I fuck, thought it was like fuck, marry. marry with, uh, not not ma- a person named. Mar- not you're not fucking a person named Mary and then oh, killing man, that's them. The, see, that's our language difference. So, Ethan. Yes, lay it on me, kiddo. Your three options are the mm-hmm. old fat guy, mm-hmm. the savage girl, mm. or me. Well, and and me. It's not or I'm one of the options. I I want to fucking marry the fucking cleaned up, spruced up. No, no, no. You don't get her cleaned up. That's the thing. I, I've said the savage girl because you get specifically when she's dirty. No shower, Ugh, no cleaning I can't, I can't, up. I, uh, 
You get everyone as they are. It's not like you don't get them in but your she was, favor. But she, but she no, was cleaned no, up. No, a, a, as the way that I explain it. Oh, she stinks and she stinks. I'm not going to go. I don't want to fuck her or marry her. Okay, well, you're going to have to figure out what. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to. Okay. Oh, oh, now I get the game. I didn't understand the fucking game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> fuck, marry, kill. Okay. I'm going to kill the old guy. Okay. I'm going to fuck the Vietnamese chick. Okay. And I'm gonna marry you. Okay, so we're in holy matrimony. I I, I knew it was yeah. gonna end there. Can I? Can I? Did you really think that? You thought that would be my pick? Oh, I knew you were gonna. Yeah, I knew that was. I knew exactly how that was gonna go. Actually. So will will you marry me? I'm gonna ask you formally on 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 horror soup. Will you will you be my bride? I'll think about <laughs> it. I'll get back to you. I'm not. I'm not really. A, I'm not. I, I'm not a commitment person. Uh, I'll get. Can back I ask to you one? On that. Can I ask one question? Yeah, yeah. Get, hit me. Okay. Am I the guy in the relationship or the chick? Oh, you're definitely the girl. You're getting plowed in the ass for sure. <laughs> you're you're bent over the kitchen counter every day, one hundred percent. In the marriage. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't see why not. <laughs> okay. It seems about right. I don't know. I don't know if I could fucking handle that. But I do shave, so this is a good thing. That's why. See, I and I don't. So that's where. That's why. Oh you're... my god. Yeah, I'm more of the chick. There we go. <laughs> So, Ethan, I think we're about done with this. Would you recommend this movie? You know what? I have to tell you, before we completely destroyed it in this conversation, I I think that it's a fucking great little film. And I was impressed that it was on Netflix and not someplace else. And and I, th- I think it's a great fucking movie. I mean, I, I really, like, I almost felt like it didn't belong on this show. It's so good. I, I definitely think it did purely due to the masturbation and the um the shitting on literal shitting on someone's face and stuff like that. That was all very on brand. And the gay and the gay exercise. Yes, exactly, exactly. Actually I'm gonna say no homo on that. I feel like it was pretty casual. But nonetheless, I feel like that was all really on par with the show. But also, I don't know, uh lately I seem to have been doing a lot of like psychological horror movies so i guess it also kind of is on par with what's been going on lately it's a good mix in between the psychological and the fart jokes so all right i'm there with you and and i didn't offend you with the kevin bacon story that was easily the most offensive thing you said today um uh just the fact that you mentioned kevin bacon's name and that i know him yeah that was easily the worst thing that you've said all night um i might not have you back on the show or talk to you ever again because of that line um but beside that i think this went really well um and, did, also, brother. and also i would i would probably recommend this too what would you rate this ethan i'm gonna give this uh i'm gonna give this a four out of four out of five you're saying all right out of five yeah okay um i'm gonna give this a four as well i think that seems a, fair it was a decent film it really was I think it's a fun film. I'm really on the edge of putting it like a 3.5 because I think like the messages and the social commentary is pretty cool, but it also kind of falls off and gets weird. So I don't want to yeah. give it like a really high rating for that. But I also thought it was uh, it was fairly funny and entertaining. It was like well, a, me, a movie that kept me interested. So well, let, let me ask you, let me ask you this though, like What's as up? a married as a married couple, do you think yes. we should both give it a 3.5? Um, like a couple thing. I, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think we need to decide together. Four, four, four or three and a half. Let's do three and a half as a couple. Let's do three and a half. That seems fair, honestly. And can we? And can we get a hot dog? Can we get one of those hot dogs? We can get a hot dog. That seems fine. Oh, thanks, thanks, hon. I appreciate it. <laughs>
Okay, um, I'll have the spaghetti ready later. Um, you're the tramp, right? I'm a fucking whore tramp. Oh, like Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> All right, guys. So, uh, Ethan, Ethan, you wanna you wanna plug anything? EthanHurt.com, www.ethanhurt.com. My personal life, my winner life, my loser life. Uh, stuff I'm releasing, stuff I'm recording. Uh, Scream, the podcast. Um, and yeah, no, I'm 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 just a regular guy that's done irregular things. <laughs> Good way to put it, man. Good way to put it. Well, again, Ethan, thanks for coming on the show, dude. It's been great, bro. Dude, take care. And I'm glad we got to talk about a uh, uh, lot of lot of dick stuff. Real quick, I want to thank this chick called uh, Jessica Lefebvre. Lefebvre. It's like it, there's a lot of letters in this name that really don't make sense to me. It's like L-E-F-E-B-V-R-E. I'm calling it Le, Lefebvre or like Lefebvre. That's nice. Yo, I like that. Anything that deals with beaver, I like. So, guys, if you if you enjoy dick stuff, uh, go ahead and tell a friend about the show, because that helps more than anything. If you want some free stickers, leave a new review on iTunes and send a screenshot and email title stickers to whoresoupyahoo.com. Follow the podcast on Instagram at whoresoup, Twitter at sucks. Check out my uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash whoresoup, my YouTube by searching whoresoup. I'm on Letterboxd doing movie reviews of Horsesoup Caleb, and of course, check out my other podcast, Scream. Uh, the soundtrack is made by Mr. Ethan Hurt right here, uh, another horror movie podcast that... I I host with Elena from Morbid, a true crime podcast, and check out my vampire podcast. It's called I'll Suck Your Blood that I host with James from Night Shift Video. And uh, shalom, brother. Uh, Hakuna Matata. Uh, 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 what was the other one? Copacetic. There we go. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me harasu, give me, give me harasu. Give it, give it harasu. Harasu. You like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and lick out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, grubs up. Baby grubs up, give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup, horror soup, will keep you well fed, it's gorgeous smell, could wake the dead, vegetable is just forgettable, if your energy is low, you know what to do, simply double on down some of the spooky Give it, give it, grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef. I'll be your just dessert. You can even drink it from a cup. I'll do the washing up, I'll do the washing up. I'm getting full. Oh, can you see my psychic energy? Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it, horror soup. 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 Horror soup.
me heart of soup, give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me heart of soup, give me, give me heart of soup, give it, give it heart of soup.